Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Review Lab podcast. Um, my name is Harry, I am the creator of all things Review Lab, from the blog to the podcast to the YouTube channel. Um, now before we get into this month's episode, I need to start off by saying thank you so much once again for all your feedback and, and love and support for the previous episode with my brother Max. Um, it was a joy to do, it was... A bit chaotic, like we said, but the feedback has been outstanding, and um, I've given it all to Max as well. All your, all your lovely comments and people that have listened and told me they listened. Uh, so from both of us, a big, big thank you. Um, bit of news up top. Um, this is the penultimate episode of the series. The last episode of this series will be out next month in December. It's going to be a kind of finale special I'm hoping at the moment not going to give away too many details until the episode is out um, other than the fact that today's guest who I'll introduce in a minute will be back for next month's episode as well um, saying all that I'm more than happy to say that I am going to do a series too um, it will be out at some point next year I don't want to give a definitive date just yet but I'm thinking it will be the first half of the year I'm thinking, um, rather than the second half. It's also going to be around six to eight episodes. It's going to be weekly. Um, so it's all going to be batch recorded, then I'm going to release them each week. Um, so not monthly, like this series. The reason I did this series monthly was because I wanted to test the waters. I wanted to see if it was something that I enjoyed doing by myself, if it was something that other people were going to like listening to. And... The response has been incredible. It's been absolutely... It's blown my mind. I never expected so many people to listen and and, and fall in love with it as much as I have. So, yeah. I'm going to batch record some episodes. I'm going to release them next year. You'll get more details next year, but it's all on the social media pages. Um, I'm not going to give away who's going to be on it. I think it's fair to say that people on this series will most likely carry over um max will be back i will say that of course max is back um but yeah so a lot of the old faces hopefully a couple of new ones but you'll get all the details of that next year um so yeah keep an eye on the social media pages um but anyway this episode on this episode we have got my one of my one of my best friends. Um, I also do a podcast of him called the Two Smoking Microphones Podcast, which we will talk about. Um, it's my very good friend, Mr. Conan Argy. Um, on, and we're going to be talking all things Doctor Who, the power of the Doctor, our thoughts, our feelings, what we've got to, what we think we're going to expect coming up. Um, so yeah, enjoy. Mr. Connor Jordan. I just go um, by Connor Jordan these days. <laughs> oh, fuck it. Connor. There we go. There you go. Uh, thank you so much for finally coming on the podcast. Yeah. It's been a long time coming. I know. I know. I know. And this episode's been delayed so many times, all because of me. So I do appreciate you waiting around. Yeah, no, it's fine. I've been sitting in this in this um, waiting room for months now. Yeah, I've just kind of slowly fed you um, <laughs> and given you water. Just like drop a tray in like you're in prison. Uh feels like it. Um It's it's good to be here here in my own bedroom as per usual. <laughs> <laughs> On a podcast with someone I've never done a podcast with before. 
Oh, Christ. Well, look, for as I said in the introduction, Connor is one of my oldest and bestest friends. Um, we met in uni, and we'll go into that in a minute. We have a podcast that we've been doing for the past yeah. year and a year and a bit. Yeah, coming um, up on two years. Yeah, it's called the Two Smoke and Microphones podcast. We're on series three. We will talk about that as well. Um, I've been wanting to have Connor on for a, for well since I had the idea. Really, I told him all about the idea for this podcast before um, I told most other people. But whereas with most people, I say to the guest, you know we need to find a topic for you for us to speak about. Me and Connor have a lot of the same interests, but I always knew that when he comes on, I want him to talk to me about the interest that our friendships first formed upon. So yeah. Um, for this episode, we are going to be talking all about Doctor Who. Oh my God. Of course. In case you didn't know, I'm a big fan. Do we? Um, <laughs> <laughs> wonderful. Um, that's usually me doing that. Is that what I'm like on our podcast? Yeah. Um, wonderful. Um, I'm surprised you didn't do the hello, hello, hello. Oh no, that because I usually do. No, no, I'm no? not. I'm not like that. <laughs> <laughs> but um, in particular, we're going to be talking all about the power of the Doctor, a little bit about Doctor Who flux, but a lot about our thoughts of Jodie Jodie Whittaker's last episode, how we feel about the ending of the episode, and what could be next year and in the future. Um, but yeah, it should be exciting. But first and foremost, a bit about Connor. Oh my Connor. God. What? Tell me a bit about yourself, mate. What? No. Put me on a spot like this. <laughs> um, no, so like we said, we met at uni. Yeah. Um, I remember our very first day we met, we met with our fellow friend Harvey and a man that we only ever saw once. We saw Sebastian. him a lot more than once, but I mean, don't In talk... In uni, don't we speak, only saw him once. Don't speak ill of my best friend. Your best, your best friend that spent one subway have, lunch with us I have and then ta- never spoke to us again. I have a picture of him tattooed on my back. Thank you very much. <laughs> Do you remember when we were walking to... I thought, it must have been... It was the BFI Max. It was for we were definitely along. We were definitely along South Bank. Yeah, and we just bumped into him recording something. Yeah, he was doing some um, skateboarding or um, parkour stuff. <laughs> parkour? He was jumping something, oh. I think, and we were like, "Oh, look, it's it's Sebastian." Yeah, so that was <laughs> that that was fun, and we thought we thought on that day we were like, "We're gonna be the awesome force." That's funny because it, it was so true. On our first day, obviously, it was like, it was the second day of um of let of like actual lessons, actual lectures. Yeah, um, and we went to Subway for lunch. I can recall, I remember. I remember my first day just being utter dog shit because I didn't know anyone. I didn't speak to anyone. Yeah, I'm trying to. I think. went for that. First... I went for like the intro lecture and then went home. Yeah, I felt like we, did we only have the we only had the one lecture on the first day, didn't we? Yeah, it was like an introduction to the course <laughs> thing. Yeah, um, I remember I was sitting like right at the front with a kid whose name I cannot remember, but I think he was Spanish. That narrows it down. And it was more because we both got lost. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's it. I remember. I don't know. I don't feel like I sat with anyone. I remember just leaving going, if this is what university is like, I'm not going to like it. And then the second day I met you in half and I was like, it's fine now. Yep. Outside of our, uh, came out of the uh, first um, workshop thing with the man. Oh, the man. I loved the man. Because we had to talk about like our uh, favourite films that we'd, like, or like a film we'd seen recently or something like that. And yeah. I, I, I said Avengers Age of Ultron. I don't remember what I said now. I remember I was wearing a Captain America shirt. 
So I feel like you were in a, a similar shirt, and that's why we saw each other. Probably. I don't. I don't remember specifically. <laughs> this was a while yeah, ago. Yeah, we thought. Yeah, true. We thought we were going to be like the awesome foursome, and then it was just us three. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I remember on like. Yeah, um, I hear from Harvey sometimes. He's he's doing well. I hope. Um, he won't be listening to this, but if you are, Harv, you know. Um, yeah, ho- hello, love you. <laughs> um, but I remember within the first like week or two saying to you, "Oh, we should. I really want to live here next year. Maybe we should live together." Yeah. Um, then that happened. I was already uh, thinking about that stuff because I was already living in student halls. Which just weren't wasn't weren't gonna great. well, it wasn't gonna be for the full three years. <laughs> yeah, and then it kind of took off from there. Really, we became we became best friends ever since. Yeah, yeah. Don't sound too convinced, mate. Do I? How long do I have to talk to him? How much are you paying? <laughs> oh, okay, cool, cool. Sorry, I we just both had to, just had to talk to my handler. Oh, that's fair. <laughs> we both know I haven't got any money. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I negotiated a fee that. to be here. <laughs> well, my agent said that he spoke to your manager. <laughs> yeah, well, if you really want a fee, you can have the Black Panther ticket that we're going to see on Saturday. Cool. That that could be your fee. Um, <laughs> so then we we you know as we went through uni, we did a lot of group projects together, and we did uh, outside of university projects. So we we tried our hand at. Um, podcasting originally and YouTube way before Two Smoking Microphones. Yep. Um, we did stuff like we did an Uncharted playthrough for the first three games. We, we did, did all four games. Pokemon. Did we do the fourth one as yeah, well? Yeah, we did the fourth one as well. The only thing about the fourth one was you, I think you had like, com- I think Harvey had watched a playthrough and you had nearly completed it before we started ours. And I was uh, waiting to play yeah. it together. <laughs> And then I finished, and then we stopped recording for a while because we had a lot of stuff going on. You just kind of took yeah. off, and also moving in that. Yeah. And then when we were I mean, all in the same place, well, when it was me and you in the same place, we then finished it off after I had long finished it at that point as well. So it's just like let's just finish this. We did a Pokemon Nuzlocke. We well, we we started one, and then I accidentally overwrote the save file. <laughs> Which is depressing because that was. I mean, we probably never would have finished it, but like, I, 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 something I always wanted to try my hand at, and we were having fun with it, like naming the Pokemon and that. I just remember you telling us, and it was like you had told us like a relative had passed away, was... and we were all just kind of, we all just kind of sat there in silence for a minute, and a bit like, oh I, shit. I can't remember if it was like we went to record another one, or I was just opening the save to do some grinding or something like that, or just to check it, and I was like, oh my god, I can't find the save file. Where's the one? And I was, yeah. yeah, I was disappointed by that. My fault yeah. entirely, and though. I just deleted it. I don't know why. <laughs> but we finished uni. Yeah. We lived together a bit more. We both went through retail hell. Yeah. Um, Connor then moved back home. Yeah. And we started the Two Smoking Microphones podcast. Yep. Um, in the midst because we of, were like of a global pandemic, as I said in that trailer. <laughs> yeah. Um, because we both missed each other, yeah. and it was a as well as well as just calling once a week. It was a good way to keep keep us occupied as well a little bit. I think. Yeah, we um, we both wanted to. We're both creative, even though this just doesn't involve as much creativity. It's more just talking. But 
yeah it's for sure. doing something it's keeping productive and yeah we just we wanted to actually talk more yeah because yeah the pandemic i think through everyone's kind of friendships this that and the other um for series series one we definitely were trying to figure out what we wanted to do and then series two we wrote our very own doctor who movie which i still can't believe we did yeah well we never Um, finished writing it technically no we've the whole story is there though we have a treatment technically not it's not formatted as a treatment it's just a long 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 list of notes but yeah Yeah. we have a story treatment technically but if we wanted to story though yeah, I feel like it's decent. I feel like there's a lot we could revisit with it and stuff like that, and it would grow and change over drafts and that if we were to actually write it properly. But yeah, we'll um, see if we ever get hired to write for Doctor Who. <laughs> oh, that'd be nice. Imagine. Oh, no, I don't. I'll cry. But no. um, yeah, now we're on series three, which is going well. I think we're we're absolutely loving it. To be fair, yeah, it's been fun. Series um, three so far. Yeah. Even though technically we only have three topics recorded <laughs> for series three, but it's it encompasses nine episodes, so Yeah, we've recorded a, we've recorded a fair bit already and there's still quite a lot to we want to do. So yep. it's fair to say series three will be quite hefty. With maybe like a Christmas like week or two break in the middle. Yeah, we'll probably but... find somewhere to leave a gap just to because we want to get some more recordings in as well at the moment. Yeah, when we get yeah, and now he's now he's here. Now I'm here. There's there you go. There's the history of Harry and Connor. Yeah, not not a complete history, but we won't probably we don't you don't need that because it's private. Well, like, <laughs> and also, like I said at the in the intro, that Connor's not heard. Um, he is going to come back for next month's episode. So oh my god, we've got we've got to leave we've got to leave something to talk about then. Otherwise, it's just going to be dead silence. Yeah. Um, you know. Yeah. I don't think we've ever sat in dead silence. No, I think the only time we've ever done we have is like going to the cinema. Like if we're both, <laughs> yeah, or if we're like both on our phone or something. But it's one of those like it's not an uncomfortable silence. It's very much just a yeah, you're in each other's company kind of thing. Or I'm sitting there playing FIFA and you're playing sassy Harry Potter goes around beating up kids in that game. Oh, I found a TikTok of that the other day, and he something <laughs> like, um, uh, "I was about to send it to you. I'll see if I can find it." And he but this he walks up signing order of the Phoenix. You only have to go around and collect the the order basically. And he goes around and talks to this girl and he goes, Hi, do you want to be part of the order? And she goes, Uh, not with you, Potter <laughs> and he just I can't remember what he says, but it's something so horrible and so like blatant. Yeah. I was like, oh fuck it hell. Doesn't, like, isn't there a line that Ron says in that game as well that's just like fucking hell, Ron? Isn't he doesn't he call like a kid like a midget or something like that? I think so, yeah. I was like, what the hell, Ron? Those games are playing. Uh, <laughs> it's really mean. Our favourite line, or one of our favourite lines, was always when Harry used to go, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I can't, there's, lo- there's loads of good lines in that. I just cannot remember any of them. But yeah, it's sassy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would like to, I would. I did try to find a playthrough of that the other day just because I felt really nostalgic, but I couldn't find one. <laughs> Not a good one, anyway. <laughs> can't imagine there's um, many of those online. Oh uh, yeah, true. Is what 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 film? That was what two thousand and eight. That film came out. So that it's a more neat and it's a more like niche game thing that I can't imagine someone's out there being like, I'm gonna play through this for my thousands of followers, something like that. Well, there's a guy. There's a guy called uh, Mikey Mikey D. He's a bit of like a a silly YouTuber, basically. 
bit more dark humoured as well though. But um, he's played through the first three Harry Potter games, um, and he started the fourth one. And he got to the end of episode one, and he went, "This is dog shit. I'm not doing any more of this one." <laughs> and now we're waiting for the fifth one to be released. My one of my favourite um, uh, playthroughs of a game ever was when um, Team Four Star uh, YouTubers I follow for anyone listening. Um, we're playing through the entire Metal Gear Solid series, like nice. starting with the original Metal Gear games. Actually, starting with the with uh, Hideo Kojima, who made Metal Gear Solid, originally made a game called Snatcher, um, yeah. which is like kind of Blade Runnery inspired, and you have like a little robot companion called Metal Gear, um, and not okay. a lot of people know about that. Um, but yeah, then he made Metal Gear, and then he made Metal Gear Solid. Um, they stopped playing the Metal Gear Solid series on the fifth game, which is the last game. Um, but they couldn't be bothered to finish it because they were like, we're just—it's a bit boring at this point because like the game. And but their 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 reasoning for doing it was they just said, yeah, we're gonna we're not gonna finish playing this because Konami didn't finish making it. <laughs> Jesus, and it's like it's true because they didn't. And there's actually once you get to the once you've finished everything playable in the game, you literally just get cutscenes for oh, this is the stuff that you would have had to do if the game was finished. Oh, okay. And it's yeah, like yeah, yeah. that's a bit boring and it kind of links the stories together and that and like but yeah i like the metal gear series but that was that i just find that really funny because that game was, is is bad <laughs> i've never really played that series to be i i've never played any of them because they are at their heart stealth games and i don't like stealth games yeah i'm not i'm not but i've always i've always heard um well i've always heard and because i've seen the playthroughs um the third one snake eater is very good and the fourth one guns of the patriots is really good oh, okay um there's What's a... the one with like the really long, like half an hour end cutscene? That well, I think it's Guns of the Patriots has um a forty minute cutscene at the end. That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, but they they are known for their long cutscenes. They're very cinematic because Kojima just wants to make films. Really, like you played a bit of Death Stranding. <laughs> yeah, that's, to that's, be fair, that's Kojima unhinged. <laughs> yeah, I, I can get into that. Oh, I could talk more about Metal Gear Solid than like, some of the fun things about those games that I do know, but like that's another time. Like I said, this episode is going to be about Doctor Who and Power of the Doctor um, in particular. Um, as well as Connor knows, as most people listening to this knows, I'm a Doctor Who fanatic. I have been since I was about seven years old. Um, what people might not know is that Connor also loved Doctor Who growing up. Um, he, you started with Chris Ferguson as well, right? Um, I, my story of that is, um, I was at my dad's house when the first episode, uh, when Rose premiered. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I didn't watch it cause I was, um, too young to really care. And my, we had family, we had friends around. My dad had a friend around okay. who had kids. So I was just like occupying the kids cause I was the oldest one there. Yeah. Um, was it 2005 i would have been nine nice when it came back so um yeah i did then i didn't really get into it until um series three and it was more because of someone in school that was really into it okay i think oh i i kind of dipped in and out i think i had there was someone in school who used to who was obsessed with doctor who and he used to like run around with a sonic screwdriver in the playground when we were in but like in yeah i think it was like year five or six not me. Connor went to a different school. Yeah, just no. to point that out. Um, I did that at my own school. But I got I I sometimes would be like, would be like, oh, I'll play with you. I don't know anything about Doctor Who, but I'll play with you. You know that kind of shit. If like yeah. someone wasn't in one day or something like that, I'd be like, oh, I'll go and you know, 
and um then i think i probably did i don't know how i started watching it it might have been i was at my dad's house and because he used to like classic who yeah um but we never really bonded over it or anything like that i I just was like oh cool i'll take an interest and he i think he very much wanted he used to he did used to kind of try and make me like the things he liked <laughs> so like, yeah just, um and he encouraged it in some sense basically just bought me toys <laughs> You can't buy love. Mine, <laughs> mine was similar in the sense of like my dad. I remember going to my aunt and uncle's the night Rose premiered, um, and we were there for the day. We were there for dinner, and then my uncle said, oh, "We're going to watch it. Do you fancy it?" And my dad was like, "Yeah, I remember." He remembered watching it growing up. So like, yeah, let's do it. And I sat with my dad. I remember watching just this 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 show of an alien meeting this meeting this girl and trying to defeat plastic zombies basically um <laughs> and i remember watching it and it turns my dad going that was great and i didn't i didn't realize and it sounds it sounds it sounds a bit silly but i didn't realize how much it was going to change who i was as a person growing up picture mac because <laughs> yeah i know but but like but yeah, that's the weirdest thing like i'm sure you have it with like star wars for example but mm-hmm. it's it's to some people, you look. People go to well, go. It's just a show, and you're like, no, I understand that. I completely understand. It's just a show, but it's also a show that when my mental health was through the floor, or I'm going for a really bad time, um, which unfortunately was evident throughout school for me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It was, and I know, I know that's something you can relate to. Is you turn to this, um this thing that gives you comfort and just this escapism for 45 minutes oh yeah um for me like my version of that was my dragon ball z fanfic like that was it yeah i yeah. poured so much of my i mean that wasn't until i was much older to be fair that was like when i was um coming towards the end of my gcse's i started putting some energy into that um yeah i still obviously put a lot of energy into that my that's where i funnel all my creative energy really but um yeah, it, that having that something that you can put that kind of energy into, like, or something that can numb any of the negative feelings. It's good. Yeah, Everyone needs like... an outlet, and even if it is just watching a, a TV show for an hour or forty-five minutes, you know, it's something in it. Exactly, and it's like even now, like if I if I talk to people, and I try like I always I always try and persuade people at work to watch it. <laughs> um, and, and uh, I, I remember I was trying to persuade, I can't remember who it was, and it wasn't someone at work, it was someone uh, someone else, and I was trying to persuade them to watch the show, and they were like, why? What am I going to get from it? And I couldn't, I couldn't really explain what it's given me, because I've grown up with it as a person. Yeah. Whereas to them, it'll just be, you're probably binging three days. Like, But to me, it was like, I've grown up with this for for nearly 15 or so years, or however long it's been. Yeah, the things that hit us in our formative years, they stick with us. Yeah. So, yeah, I weirdly owe a lot to this show. Um, I didn't think I'd get so kind of deep so quickly. But I think <laughs> I always do when I talk about the show. Because, again, like, I was saying, like I've just been saying, um, like I'm, I've, I'm, I'm experimenting with a bit of a YouTube idea at the moment where I'm trying to rank new Who uh, regenerations, right? And I'm stuck between Tennant and Smith. Because Tennant was the doctor for me growing up, you know, he, he when he regenerated, I left school and went to secondary school. But Matt Smith was always my favourite because 
my my secondary school experience without getting into too many details was fucking horrific to say the least and the one thing I did at the end of each day was I'd go home I'd stick on an episode of Doctor Who with him in it and I'd watch it so even when it comes down to a little thing like putting which one I prefer you you find it really bloody difficult because there's so much nostalgia and memory towards it yeah um yeah but yeah I don't sorry that was a bit of a tangent there a tangerine no, that we call it <laughs> No, it's fine. We thought you're still talking about Doctor Who, so you know, yeah, it's true. all it's all relevant. Um, um, but I, but yeah, I'm going to say yeah, I definitely dropped, dropped, got into it more around the season three era, and then got the DVDs and went back and watched through all of it. Um, so David Tennant was very much my Doctor, and I did, I, I was my my interest in date Doctor Who has been gradually like declining ever since. Yeah. Um, and it was more. I probably I think it was more maybe I was just growing out of the show in a sense and feeling like maybe it wasn't for me as much as I got older and into different things. Um, yeah, he's but I've always that. retained an interest in it, and especially living with you as well. I felt not like I was obliged to, but more like no, I'll do it because I I have liked the show, I have appreciation and knowledge of the show that I can at least be someone to talk to you about it as well. Not that it makes me feel like. I did it out of pity. <laughs> no, no, but like, like I remember, I remember starting at uni, and I remember, like you said, it was Peter Capaldi when when we started at uni. Yeah, and you were starting to fall out of love a little bit with it, and I was just talking about it, and you were like, "Oh, maybe I'll maybe I'll give this series a go because it's something we can talk about." It helped. And that, again, um, the that first episode of that that series when we were in uni was the one with um Baby Davros. Um, oh god yeah and I remember it, a part of that was I lived with uh, one of my flatmates um, she loved Doctor Who and I was like oh we'll watch the new episode together so it was kind of like you know there's a girl yeah. there's a girl I'm going to try and <laughs> be, be friends with this girl <laughs> oh buddy um, but yeah that was but I did yeah I did carry on watching it and like I used to watch it when I came home from work so I used to I worked that was when it was still on Saturdays and I used to work Saturday nights <laughs> And we well we watched we watched um Jodie Whittaker's first episode, the woman who fell to earth we watched that together yep um in the lounge and then we watched we watched series twelve together we, we watched, watched that weekly s- some of it together I think we watched all of it together I think I fell off about halfway I think well I think you watched the series. you watched the finale with me I remember that we definitely watched that Jadoon episode together was that her we second watched series the episode that was her second yeah that was series twelve yeah okay because then there was like another like massive gap all i do remember is watching that first episode with you and being like that guy's gonna take his helmet off and his face is gonna be full of teeth and then it fucking came true <laughs> i was i love that when you when you like that's gonna that's what's gonna happen and then it is it's like but then it's like it's kind of predictable but it, i think it was because he's just like he wears a helmet and he's been stealing people's teeth <laughs> but you were also so proud of yourself like you were the one that dreamt it up yeah i love those moments though when you say something and it's like oh my god it's it, it's the thing <laughs> But the thing is, it was such a weird thing to say because I was like, "Why the fuck would that happen?" And then it just happened, and I was like, "What the hell is that?" <laughs> Jodie Whittaker's era came to a close about well, at the time of recording, around two weeks ago now. But it was with the feature length special, "The Power of the Doctor." It was to mark the BBC's 100th uh, year anniversary. Um, they were given a kind of... They were allowed to do a big bumper special for departing Doctor Jodie Whittaker, companion um, Mandy Gill, and showrunner Chris Chibnall. Um, so, first and foremost, Connor hadn't seen 
the most recent series and the specials. Before oh. recording this, he has gone back. He has watched it all leading up, yeah. so he can talk about it. Yup. Um, my so thing let's start is with it's it was what's this, your thoughts? I was so fast as I was going to say. I think it was very similar with um when when Peter Capaldi left. I was kind of like I haven't really been watching it. Um, but it's, I want to know what the regeneration scene is going to be like. That's kind of you know even though when you know who the Doctor's going to be, you're like I need to I want to see the ending. So I think yeah I think I remember watching. I don't know if Peter Capaldi's one idea, but I definitely watched Matt Smith's last episode with my mum, and even though she hadn't been watching any of it, I came over for Christmas and I was like, "It's Matt Smith's last episode." <laughs> yeah. Wait. I cried at that. Came home for. When did Matt Smith leave? Two thousand thirteen. Yeah. No, we weren't talking about coming for Christmas. I was still living at home. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, I remember watching those. Yeah, those two, like the, those last episodes with my mum. But yeah. Let's have your because I know you watched Flux as well. Yes, Flux was the kind of was the six part series that they did uh, back in October of last year, a series thirteen. Mm-hmm. Um, it introduced John Bishop as Dan, his big dog uh, man thing, Carvanista. Kind of, kind of, Carvanista. That's it. Um, what was your kind of initial thoughts of of that series and the the Dalek and Sea Devil special that led up to this final. I'll I'll start episode. with I'll start with Flux, and I think it was a it was a really good idea to have like a, a do it like the way I'm never really I've never watched classic Who, but like the way like the older series would have done it, and having one kind of story be this whole series like a serial. Yeah, um, I think that's a good idea, and it's like so you definitely feel like. When you finish watching an episode, you're like, "Oh, it's it's all leading into something, you know. It's all one part of something." So you kind of it hooks you in that sense. Yeah, I get you. I really liked uh, John Bishop as an addition, even though I feel like it was a weird series to put him into because at one point it's like, "Oh, he's new to this," and then suddenly three years have gone by and he's been with um, can't remember the companions and like actual Yaz. name. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> he's been with um with her for three years and we're just like okay so he's he's very familiar and but i feel like in terms of chemistry with the group uh john bishop came into it very well oh for sure yeah um, but it, I, I agree with you in terms of it, it felt like maybe because it was a mini series maybe because they knew that it was starting to come to an end it was like they wanted to bring in this dynamic but then they had to age the dynamic in the story so that's why they did yeah. the three year thing so they were like right we need to find a way to to just accelerate mm-hmm. this but um overall yeah. i felt like the stakes were far too high but okay. i didn't feel it you know what i mean like i was always I kind of conscious of everything's gonna be okay in the end i never felt like anyone was in any real danger i never felt felt the stakes even though it was like universe ending stakes the only times i felt the kind of like oh my god something's I don't know what's going to happen now was uh, the end of episode one I thought was quite an interesting kind of where she she tries to use the time vortex to stop the flux and it doesn't work and it starts to get into the TARDIS I was like oh oh crap and also the end of Village of the Angels where she turns into a weeping angel that was, that was the that that was one where I was like yeah oh oh shit okay i found that that was interesting but i didn't like again i didn't feel the stakes of it i don't know what it was maybe i wasn't 
always paying the best attention. Yeah. Which is obviously, it's a, you know, that's my fault. But then I can also say maybe the show wasn't keeping my attention. Um, well, no, that's the thing as well. Yeah, you want it, you want it to hook you the entire yeah. time. If it doesn't hook you, you're not going to... You will, like, go on your phone or you will do this, that and the other. And I never felt like the villains were threatening. I, I found... I found... But it was... Because um, I... It was more because I didn't understand where they'd come from and what they were about, that kind of, you know what I mean? Yeah, I found it a little confusing. I've only watched Flux from start to finish once. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got I've got the still book, but because um, of course I have. <laughs> but I I liked it as a whole, like you. I lo- I loved the fact they went back to the kind of classic Who serialized. Um, episode for structure i thought having it as like a mini series definitely worked in head writer chris chibnall's favor because obviously he's used to doing series like Broadchurch and stuff like but that he did try to do something different it felt like with the whole with his whole run because obviously his first series it was just purely uh unconnected episode like adventures wasn't it quite a lot of historical ones as well yeah and it was but like it was it was that wasn't it in the first series like there was no way like there was there was maybe links to other things but like every episode was it wasn't its own adventure sort of thing right yeah i think that was the own thing yeah but then i know in the second series then he went back to like adding in two-parters and stuff like that yeah second series when he had a few more two-parters and then yeah this third series was all one part (laughs) sorry six parts of one whole yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, he was always was, yeah. he was sort of trying to shake the formula a little bit, which pro- probably didn't work in his favor. Yeah, I mean, I like the fact he was trying to do something fresh, like mm. you said, and I liked, I liked. I don't know. I have a lot of I have a lot of pros and cons about him because I think I think for some parts, you know, the series twelve finale episodes of Flux, a couple of episodes from series eleven were great. But I felt a lot of his stories weren't super strong. Because like you, and this was a big problem I had in series 11, I felt like there was no stakes involved. Like I felt like there was no, oh, the character's going to be fine. I'm not going to have to stress about it. And that takes you out of the show a little bit. Yeah. Um, And I felt that it improved a lot in series 12. Series 13, Flux is a whole, I like the story. But I don't know, I felt the ending was a bit, like I don't really remember how they saved the day. I just remember that the doctor did it. <laughs> um, I don't remember how but, it ends actually now. Um, yeah, but I do. I do oh, think the standout was it, in it was something like the um the the Sontarans were planning to like use the Carvanista shields to shield themselves from the flux and let the, let the flux take out their enemies. Um. Oh yeah. But didn't she like, reverse the, it? The doctor, yeah, reversed it. So it was like, yeah, no, everything else is going to survive, but like the fluxes. I think the fluxes was going to be. It took out all the enemies anyway, and but yeah, I can't remember. I can't remember oh, okay. specifically, but that was I know that was the Sontarans' plan. But they but felt I, like yeah, I do. So much happened that I was like, "What? When? How was this? Like the Sontarans taking over Russia?" Oh God, yeah. And I'm like, okay, how did that get solved? Did that go through? I get that time was being affected by the flux in some way. I, I like that's things what I don't understand, and there was obviously the guy who was like tunneling underground. Who's like, I've got loads of all these fucking doors, um, <laughs> and I keep ending up. Like he's from places. the Matrix Two, <laughs> is he? No, but during oh. Matrix Two, where, oh. where it was like, yeah, no, um, yeah, 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 I remember now. 
I've only seen the Matrix maker. 2 once. <laughs> um, yeah, I remember. Um, yeah, it was a little confused. I think I think the standard episode of Flux was Village of the Angels, at least I, for me. I Yeah, I don't really think I liked that episode. I think initially I was like, oh, it could be interesting. And I was like, mm, maybe not. The only episode that I've got as a higher rating is like the second episode. But even then, I cannot remember what actually happened off the top of my head. Yeah. I did like the whole. I did. I actually liked the little group of um, Yaz, uh, Dan, and the other, the old guy they were with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like that. As I well. did actually like their little group, especially when they were on that boat. I like. I said. Like you said. I really liked Dan. Dan was I great. Thought, I thought John Bishop was a great addition. He was. He was a lot of fun. Um, I'm trying to think. Like, what... so with the stakes thing, um, obviously. There was, there was just like I don't know. It was like all of the Carvanista's species were wiped out except for him. And at the end of it, he's yeah. like, "Cool, I'm just." He's gonna... like, "Cool story, bro." He's like, "Cool, I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit annoyed now. I've got to take these other two humans back to their place." And I liked the that that character, Vinda. Yeah, he was cool actually. I liked Vinda. Um, but then it was also obviously him in his and his girlfriend like. Tr- basically trying to catch up with each other the That's whole time. Cute, I thought that was like a like, nice little subplot. Um, yeah. Oh, but there was also the... Wasn't that the Doctor split into three people? Oh my god, it was. And at one point there was two of them. The more, the more we're uncovering, the more confused I'm getting if I liked it or not. Yeah, I feel like I'd have to watch it again, but I don't want to watch it again. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I might have to. You know? Um... So it's hard to talk about that as a series as a whole because I did feel like there was so much going on um, to the point where it kind of reminded me of the Stephen Moffat era, but the bad parts of it. Okay. Where there was so much going on and you're like, there are so many plot threads, but it felt like Chibnall introduced like all these new plot threads that was like, I felt like I was supposed to know what was going on, but I, but it's all condensed in the six episodes. But he's trying to add loads and resolve loads all in one in six episodes. Yeah, just too convoluted. Like, and then also what the, the the timeless child thing that didn't that did that even get a resolution? I don't think so. The fact well, that not, uh... all of her memories are inside the fob watch, and that's inside the TARDIS now. Yes. So I prob I mean I assume Russell T Davis will probably not address that. I don't think he will. Well, well, look, we 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 ended flux with, you know, the doctor saved the day. Um, her and Yaz have gotten a lot closer. They've invited Dan on board the TARDIS and they fly off for adventures, which followed with three specials. Um, you had, I want to call it Eve of the Daleks. Yeah, it was Eve of the Daleks. Say, yeah, which was the New Year special. You then had Legends of the Sea Devils, which was the Easter special, and then it culminated in the Power of the Doctor. Yep. Um. So let's briefly talk about the first two specials, and then we'll talk about Power of the Doctor is his own thing. So before the specials, what was that Jadoon episode called? Fugitive of the Jadoon. Okay, that is probably one of the best episodes, if maybe the best episode of Chibnall's entire run. Yeah. But, I've, 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 I've... but for me, even the Daleks comes really close. Yeah, you were saying to me off air, you really enjoyed that I one. did. I know, I, I really liked that episode, but also it wasn't just... It, I liked the the characters that were in it. The, the um, I was I never know how to say her name. Aisling B. Yeah, I was gonna say Aisling or Aisling. It's one of those I two. I think it's Ash, Aisling. I think or Ashling. Ashling. It's Ash. Yeah, something like that. Um, but 
she's really funny um she's in this she was in the series um oh what's it called it's with paul rudd where there's two of them oh um living with I yourself what's called Living Something with like yourself. It's no, it's the it's living with yourself. Um, and oh, I really fair. enjoyed that, and I think she was great in that. Um, and I think I've seen her in some other things because obviously she's been on British television. Yeah. Oh wow, she was a voice in Assassin's Creed Three. <laughs> oh nice. Um, but either way, yeah, I really enjoyed that episode. I thought she's she's great. Um, and the the guy in the episode. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember the name. I'm gonna get the, the Wikipedia yeah, up for it. Um cast uh nick was his name played by ajani salmon oh yeah he they i like those two yeah i thought those two were good together and i liked i like the setting because it's like a bottle movie where like a bottle episode it's all in one location and it's and it's a time loop yeah there's also i think there's a funny it's only like one i just remembered it but there's a funny moment where like the doctor um yaz and dan all figure out what it is at the same time the doctor and yaz say time loop and um dan says groundhog day <laughs> Yeah, I was just like, yeah, that's quite funny. Um, I just thought, I just thought it was a quite a good concept of an episode that like there was the TARDIS caused this time loop and the Daleks were trying to kind of take advantage of that. But also, what I liked about it is that weirdly we hadn't seen it in New Who yet, so it was it felt fresh, it felt new. Yeah. But then it also felt like when it aired, I was very much like, oh, of course, why is why has this not happened yet? And also the um the idea of they have less time each time and it's like to the point where one of them is like, Oh yeah, I always die at this time, so or she says he always dies at this time, so Yeah, you know, we need to if if we then go forward another time loop, he'll already be dead, mate, or something like that. Oh uh, yeah, I definitely feel like that was stronger of the two specials. I actually felt um, the stakes of it, because it was all in this one condensed episode and it's like somebody could die. Like yeah. not only well, one of those two new characters could die because <laughs> it's a special. So, <laughs> of course, yeah. But I was I like, didn't, I didn't. Got to say, but yeah, I just really enjoyed that episode. See, I'm the same with you. I liked that. I didn't particularly like Legends of the Sea Devils. I actually, I see. I like that I felt, as well. I thought it was very forgettable. I really enjoyed that one as well. <laughs> oh, fair, fair. Um, I, I think I just liked it was like a you know a swashbuckling adventure. Yeah, true. Kind of. I liked. Um, I liked. I think the thing I took out of the specials the most was I liked the core trio's dynamic and how it kept developing. I like that. Like Dan just goes on up on his own, and like Doctor and Yaz are like, "Yeah, we'll, we'll come back for him. We'll be fine." <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And he actually, you know, they do all right. I liked like I can't remember specific bits of it, but like I thought it was an interesting like story. Um, it just felt I don't know. I can't really think much else about it i just like it i like it was i like the an setting enjoyable well. yeah it was an enjoyable episode there wasn't a lot to it but there was, it was just it was fun to sit and watch yeah like I w- um I, yeah i know to be i can't say much else more than that. i actually really enjoyed that episode and i feel like yeah maybe people were harsh on it when it first came out i hadn't watched it when it first came out but yeah i might give it another go i just i just forgotten a lot of it i think which is why um it doesn't really rate very highly yeah. Not necessarily mean it's bad, but um, yeah, I, the bits I remember is I liked how they addressed Yaz's feelings towards the Doctor and the Doctor basically turning around and going, look, it's not that I don't feel anything towards you, it's more that I live on, I regenerate, you you don't. Very much like the conversation the Tenth Doctor has with Rose uh, in uh, School Reunion in Series 2 where he's like, you know, 
I regenerate, but humans pass away. So we can never have that connection because yeah. you just have to see the people you love. I do leave. think that that that's um, though uh, Yaz having feelings for the Doctor was sort of shoehorned in. I don't feel like it developed enough. If you know what I mean, like I didn't. I mean, a lot. Of, I think that came from a lot of. That's what the fans wanted. It was very much like a, it was like very. I felt I felt like it was hinted at in series twelve, but only towards the end, maybe. I feel like maybe I did see something because I, I was thinking about it, but then I also, yeah, I'd, I'd like that they also don't do anything with it because it's like, I think it is weird, the Doctor having any sort of romantic relationships with humans because it's very weird. <laughs> yeah, especially since they're like 1,300 years old. However old, really. The do- I don't think anyone knows how old the Doctor is these days. No, it's well, been let's, let's... all over the place. He was he was Peter. Uh, he the Doctor was Peter Capaldi for like a billion years or something. Oh Christ! Yeah, he was. So they was. Well, let's move on. The feature length special, The Power of the Doctor, Jodie Whittaker's last episode, Chris Chibnall's last episode, Maddie Gill's last episode. You know this this era's farewell, basically. Yeah. Um, it brought back the Master, played by uh, Sasha. Dewan, I want to say. I, can't, I always mispronounce his surname. Yeah, Sasha um, Dewan. Ace came back. Tegan came back. You <coughs> had obviously. I need to say this at the time. If you've not seen it, heavy spoilers. <clears throat> it's been out for a couple of weeks now. Yeah. Um, you had the reappearance of Doctors Five, Six, Seven, and Eight, uh, and One. Um, and then obviously all culminates in and the, and the Fugitive 14. Doctor again, and the Fugitive Doctor. So we'll talk about we'll talk about fourteen. Toward in a minute, yeah, we'll yeah, leave we'll... that to one side for now. Yeah. Um, what did you think of the of, as a special as Jodie's last episode? How did you feel once you watched it? Do you think it was a good send off? Do you think it wasn't super strong? I what was your? I don't think as a final episode it was very good. Um, but I I will talk about it more when we get there. But I did like uh, Jodie Whittaker's final moments. Okay. Yeah, I think for me, I quite liked the episode. I thought, I thought it was a better one of Chibnall's run. But I think, I think the things that made me liked it the most, like it the most, was the little nostalgia callbacks. I thought the performances, particularly from um, Jodie Mandeep and Sasha, were were outstanding for me. Yeah. Um, I think Sasha Dewan as the master was was incredible. I think. I think Jodie Whittaker and Maddie Gill just knocked it out of the park with what they were given and just really gave it their all. And I think visually, I think the actual regeneration itself, like her final moments, I really, really liked. Because yeah. it was different, it was new, and visually it was it was quite stunning, I thought. I um, I liked some of the um the you know the the callback stuff and like including the older characters. I felt like the impact is lost on me for someone who didn't watch any of Classic Who. Yeah, and I feel like some in some cases that could be the case for people watching Doctor Who these days who maybe haven't watched Classic Who. So you're like, okay, I maybe I might be aware of who these characters are, but I don't have the connection to them that older people would. And I feel like older audiences probably aren't. As, as into Doctor Who now. Yeah, I, I read somewhere that um, apparently Chibnall was thinking of using new Who characters. 
but he was um he decided not to due to the plans of the 60th year yeah take with that what you will um one thing one thing i will say actually before we talk about 14 later but what i will say is the script got put online for this from the bbc a couple of days ago um and there was there was rumors as it was being filmed that they never they never filmed who she was regenerating into and that was a very last minute addition if you read the script the script ends with her saying her final line bursting into the flames and the camera pans away and mm. the last line of the script says um the camera pans away as we leave this era and into another and, and then it just said to be continued maybe so, that's just a matter of that's how they write it because the writer because obviously the doctor's first scene is usually written by the next writer you know what i mean exactly yeah so that could have been what it was no yeah um even though i would have been i would have hated that because it's like we all knew david was coming back (laughs) yeah i would have i'd have been infuriated but um Um, but otherwise yeah i think i like there was i mean there was a point where like obviously there was wasn't there a dalek showing up being like i don't like what the daleks are doing anymore I yeah, yeah, basically and a then bit like Dalek Khan. Then that just nothing happens with that, and I'm like, okay, that was a bit of a waste. Then I like, I did like, I kind of, I thought the Master's plan was relatively interesting. I thought I liked, yeah, I liked how he was just fully. I mean, this incarnation of the Master has always been a bit insane, but I yeah. liked how in this episode he was just batshit nuts. Like he was just fully. I hate you. Oh yeah. So I'm doing all this, and then at he's... the end, you got a bit, you got a bit like Missy towards the end, where he was like, when he was degenerating back into himself, he was like, "Please don't make me be me again. Yeah. I want to be you." He's you've very got everything. He's very, he's very good uh, as the master, but I, I mean, no, but no, but he's very good as the master because I feel like he was very unlikable in this episode. Which yeah, he you want, plays. He you kind plays of want the character perfectly, be. and I was just like, oh, yeah. yeah, I don't, I don't, I. He's so like uncomfortable to watch sometimes. Yeah, because that's like how the character. Handle. Yeah, I get what you mean. I get what you mean. But yeah. I, I think that's a good thing. He's very, he's very good in the role. Um, yeah, I, I very much like the dynamic of him just basically turning <laughs> around, and you find that towards the end of, you've got, you have everything. You know, you have friends. You have this world at your your feet. You have all these people that love you. And I want that, but I'm going to go about it in the worst way and just become you. And yeah. then that, and then that ultimately is the reason for him killing her because he does technically, in some way, in some small way, he wins. Yeah, he, he kills her. I um, um, I, do, I, I, it's something we've seen a lot before, and it, it is typically a good thing, but like not always. But here, I feel I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying, but it's something that's happened a lot. Is where like, the companion kind of goes off on their own and becomes like the hero of the story, and I feel like that that's been done a lot in Doctor Who. Like Martha does it. Yeah. Um, so you know what does it? Yeah. So you know what you um, know what I'm, in that sense where it's like it is done a lot. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I feel like I I do like it here. How like Yaz obviously figures out a way to do it. And all that, and they were everyone kind of works together, don't they? And like everyone figures things out on their own. <laughs> yeah, I think it. I think it suited Yaz because it, because as because as we leave her, you kind of have that kind of a, a assurance of she's going to be okay. She's going to probably go work with Unit with Kate, and she kind of has this. She's got something going forward. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So let's let's address. 
so like I said, the master well, actually, has this plan. Oh no, carry on. I was gonna say one thing I want to address is Dan just fucks off in the beginning. He's like, I've had yeah, enough. Yeah, that's what I, that's actually a very good point that I forgot about. Because he's not in With the episode that, after that point. That's why you forget about <clears> it. Um, that was one thing. That's one thing I was a little disappointed about, but I understood. It felt like they. It felt like he didn't really know what to use that character for in this episode. So it was yeah. very much just, we're going to have him at the beginning. He's going to face this thing. He's going to realise he doesn't want to do it. They hinted at it very, very, very briefly well, in the Sea Devils episode. I will s- say, I did like him coming to that being like, I was, you know, this close to just dying. <laughs> yeah, I like the fact he went, yeah, this is this is insane. And I'm, I'm, I'm out. Like... Um, but he's not he's not vengeful or resentful towards the doctor. He's like, I'm really grateful for what you gave to me, but it's time for me now to take a step back and there's, do my own thing. There's also that there's another thing talking about stakes and stuff like that. Is his entire house has just disappeared and it's just like Cool. I'll just get on they with my life. Off I the guess. same street and then fucked off. And I'm just like when you think about it, I'm just like, I don't you you just you just lost your entire life. <laughs> <laughs> like and then you're gonna then okay you go on these adventures cool but then you go back to that life and you don't have a house you don't have any belongings <laughs> like yeah i definitely think i definitely you could see that that juvenile really wanted to focus on the doctor and yaz's relationship in this episode yeah um, and i can i can understand why because you know you had that sub you had that plot of of those feelings that yaz was coming to terms with but also even putting that aside they've this is one companion, or one of the only companions, that's been with with the Doctor from start to finish. Why couldn't Why couldn't Dan have been in the Graham role? Because in what way? Like I don't I know. Do you it, mean when he it, then, when Graham comes back? Yeah, because how that what what what? Because where does he come from? <laughs> like well, at just... the end of at the end of his special, when he leaves, the Doctor gives him psychic paper and says keep in touch with unit and kind of sets them up to be their kind of defenders okay. of the earth kind of thing. So that's how defenders of the up. earth defenders, defenders. out of um, the sky rockets ignite. <laughs> Sorry. No, I loved it. Um, I feel like I'm going to sneeze. Flash um, <laughs> I did like seeing Bradley Walsh again though. I Obviously it's lie. Bradley Walsh. He's great. I love Bradley Walsh. Some people really don't like him and think he's like got too many shows. <laughs> well, that's silly. It's like, well, it's Bradley Walsh. He's great. He's a lot of fun. Um, and I liked him. In, I did like him in Doctor Who. It was so, so we were so excited when he was announced. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we was. We were buzzing. Um, but like you said, so you had you had you know you had the returning companions. You had the return of Kate and Unit, mm-hmm. and it all kind of culminates in you know the Master trying to become the Doctor himself, and he succeeds. He becomes the Doctor, and obviously, like you already said, Yaz becomes the hero, saves the day. And they think it's all over. And then the master goes, if I can't be the doctor, then neither can you. And just kills her. Just boom. Like, um, just you're dead now. Sh- just shoots her. Just shoots her. But that moment is... It's very, it is. It... It's very sudden. And I like that... Because obviously there's usually a lot of fanfare over whatever happens to the doctor. Like, um, yeah. for example, the... Christopher Eccleston's last moments obviously takes the power of the like, isn't it the time the vote the TARDIS out of Rose? Yeah. And then you've got um, 
uh, David Tennant's first regeneration is when he's shot and it's in this dramatic slow-mo from a Dalek as he's running towards Rose about to reunite. Yep. Obviously his fi- his final moments are very dramatic because he 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 does he dies and then he slowly and then he heals and then he's like now I'm going to go on a victory lap for a second. And then I'm going to have oh, my regeneration. Yes. Matt Smith's is like this dramatic moment. Well, no, his no. Actually, speech. Matt Smith's is more. No, I'm talking. That's the regeneration. I'm talking more about like what the cause, the death, basically. His is isn't his like old age, basically. Yeah, because he's the doctor that he's like he never wants to be patient. He always wants to be moving, and his 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 ultimate downfall is he decides to stop and protect this small town. Mm. Um, and he has that big moment on top of the clock tower. Um, where he kills the, he destroys the Daleks. Yeah. Um, then he's given all his new regenerations. Yeah. Um, and, and then Capaldi's was. Wasn't he? Persuading. I don't know how what killed him, but he he was putting off his regeneration. Yeah, he was shot by a Mandasian Cybermen at the end of series ten. Okay. And then it carried over. Okay. Um, and then um, obviously this one, it felt like it felt it was still a big moment, obviously, but it felt so like sudden in the sense that it's like oh okay no the doctor's just been shot that this is okay, that's what felt, kills her i think it felt powerful as well because like when she gets shot by this beam she goes flying <laughs> like she she proper gets a knock and then the you know you don't hear a lot of noise you hear the music kind of overtake and then yaz runs out to grab her and brings her back into the tardis and it's so kind of like Christ, like, oh my god. And then the next thing you know is that she wakes up thinking everything's alright and not noticing that her hand's starting to regenerate. Yeah, no. Um something something I just remembered. You know that that weird I don't know what I can't remember the whole story of the plot around him, but that Cyberman that's got like his face revealed, that whatever it's called. I don't know what he is. Yeah. I can't Bichard. remember. Um because so, the master it seemed like a throwaway line, the master's just like, I'm so happy I cloned you. It's like Okay. Yeah. What? <laughs> That's pretty much it. Like this is this this is really randomly feels like that feels like it's very forced in there. It felt a little bit shoehorned. I think it there was parts of the episode that I think felt like they were putting stuff in there um, to to link to both nostalgia, but also to kind of be like it's the end of this era of of these three years. We want to put in every little kind of thing we can to make it this real big spectacular do you i'm gonna make a comparison here yeah i'm gonna see what you think about it okay the first russell t davis era then the stephen moffat era and then the chibnall era feel like the originals the prequels and the sequels yeah yeah a little bit in the i can i can understand that Specifically comparing the last two, right? So Chibnall's feels like the sequels because it feels like so much was like thrown in there, but it feels like I don't I don't know there must there might be, but I feel like this one isn't gonna stand the test of time like the Stephen Moffat era or the Russell T. Davis era. Yeah, I think I think at least for me personally, I know some people really love this era and I loved I personally loved Jodie as the doctor I thought she was I thought she was wonderful and I thought she she was perfect for the role. Yeah. I just think some of the stories weren't there especially is, in series 11 which, which is why I don't think the era will always hold out, yeah. Which is like we loved a lot of the characters and the actors and that in the sequels but they weren't always utilized the best 
Like, yeah. Like, as much as you can say, oh, I'm as much as I could say something like, I love The Last Jedi, a character that is severely underutilized from The Force Awakens onwards, or from The Last Jedi and First Skywalker is like Finn. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, and it feels like, so that's just, I, I know that's a weird example to pull out of my pull out of my ass but like <laughs> no genuinely i i quite like that comparison like because i feel like as much as i didn't necessarily enjoy all of the stephen moffat era i did really think there was a lot of good stuff in the matt smith part of it yeah like not oh, not sure. so much with um peter capaldi i didn't connect with that as much but yeah that's fair that's completely fair um and i but i feel like there was a lot in Stephen Moffat's era, and there's probably if you go back and revisit it, there's a lot that you'll you connect with, and you find oh this this moment is like this and that kind of shit. Basically, like when people go back to the prequels and say oh there's this thing we didn't ever see before, but now we can. Yeah, whereas the originals in Star Wars and the first era of Do- of New Who is very much like solid. Everything kind of make sense in this like one little bit there's not so much branching off you know confusing stuff going all over the place but... yeah that's one thing i do this all the time i feel like but i'm i'm trying to probably rewatch it all again but i i saw a, I, usually um... when i rewatch it i skip episodes i don't like and yeah this is i'm doing it properly um i saw a and... um a short on yeah. youtube that was just like moments from like david Tennant's era and i'm like oh, i might have to go back and rewatch it do it. I'll, I'll get to it when I, I I might, but I've got other things I'm trying to watch at the moment. So that's fair. But I'm trying to do this kind of <clears throat> on, on my Twitter. I'm watching an episode, then leaving a thought. So it kind of makes me do it. And I'm I'm really I usually get to the start like to the Matt Smith stuff, and then I stop. But I'm really interested in doing this properly, and then getting to to Thirteenth Era and watching it properly again, a rewatch from start to finish. So I don't think I've they're the episodes I've rewatched the least, and I'm I'm very interested to see, like you said, if it still holds up for me. If my opinions change, do I like some more? Do I not like? Do I like some even less? Um, yeah, I'm very interested to see what my opinion's going to be for that. Um, but look, let's talk about let's talk about like you said, her kind of final moment. So she 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 wakes up. She thinks everything is normal, and Yaz has to very tearfully point out that um, she is starting to regenerate. And Jodie Wick is very much like, "I want more time." Very David Tennant esque. I, yeah. I don't, you know, I'm not ready. This isn't fair. And then they have that kind of really lovely scene where they're both sitting on top of the tires having an ice cream, and they're just basically going. Jodie Wick is going, you know, this is this is really hard. And it's sad, but it's only sad because what we had was great, and that's why that's why this is so sad, you know. And she drops Yaz off. Yaz goes to this kind of doc, doctor's companions anonymous thing, <laughs> uh, which was a nice little addition. And then we get Jodie Whittaker's final moments, which are intertwined with them talking about the Doctor, where she she takes one last flight in the TARDIS. She looks back, she asks the TARDIS to look after whoever's next, and she goes to watch the sunrise one last time. Yeah. Um, we've both already touched upon this a little bit, but let's talk about it a bit, because I, like I said, I thought it was a really kind of 
consider like you said, considering the actual the sh- the, the way she dies was so sudden. I felt this was quite a nicely slow paced. Um, it took its time and it built, and then you had that beautiful shot of her just watching the sunrise and just being like, "That's always the saddest part. I want to know what happens next." Um, yeah, I just, I just thought I was regenerations go. It was so subtle, but it was so nice. I think, yeah, no, I think the writing for that scene was very good. I really like her last lines, and I know how much you, you, you really do like. Obviously, you like Matt Smith's final moments. Yeah. What I don't like about Matt Smith's and Peter Capaldi's final moments is him seeing his former companions. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't, yeah. I don't mind the. Um, Amy Pond one as much because it's quite it, it thematically it works, yeah. Um, but it's a matter of just like I don't like this kind of. I get why you're doing it, but I don't like it because it's like you just he's off. They're obviously not there, and it's that especially the one with Clara felt so forced because it was just really random, like the way she just appears. Yeah, I think and I, know, I think because it is all the Clara one. It's sorry, all in the doctor's the Amy mind. Pond one. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I think the I think the Amy Pond one, like you said, works better than the Clara one for sure. Yeah. Um, and yeah. I get they did it. They've done this basically with every Doctor except for Christopher Eccleston because he only had the one companion to say goodbye to, really. <laughs> um, Pretty much. But because David Tennant's his version of it was, I'm going to go and see all of my companions one last time. Yeah. Um, but I liked the way that that was handled more, and I get it sounds like I'm biased. <laughs> <laughs> because no, no, I really no, love no, that era of Doctor Who, and I really love the ending for Doctor Who, uh, for David Tennant's era of Doctor Who. But um, yeah, so that's why I also like this version because it is like the Doctor by themselves. Um, and obviously, I get because she'd already seen Yaz, and Yaz was the more most important companion to her in that era. Yeah, she got to have that kind of. I liked the fact it wasn't just. Oh God! Right, you got to go now. Bye. I like the fact they had that kind of long goodbye, looking at the earth and kind of reminiscing together. And then she was just very honest and went, "I need to do this next bit alone. Like this needs to be me." Yeah. Um. And I agree with you. I think the writing. I I love the look back she does, and she's very tearful. And she's just she's looking at the TARDIS. She's just like, "Look after the next one." And she knows that she's walking out to. To, to regenerate but she does it so bravely and then she walks to the cliff top and then you know like you said it's I think I think the lines are like the blossomiest the blossomiest blossom and then she talks about how she wants to know what happens next and then she just goes tag you're it and that's such a perfect yeah that line yeah Doctor Whoever's next or whoever comes next or whatever she says yeah um, tag you're it that's perfect... really I really like that no I really like that ending yeah it's a perfect free just a simple free words and it's such a perfect encapsulation of her portrayal as this as this time lord and i think she'd done it yeah i'm with you i think it was really beautiful especially when it then pans out the her theme just overtakes it in terms of like when when david Tennant left the show that was like that's the most emotional moment for doctor who in, in its entirety for me yeah because obviously he was my doctor and it was like it was an end of an era for me of course um in terms of, I think, the actual writing, this is my favourite regeneration. Okay. I think it's the best in terms of writing. Damn. Because the Doctor... the David Tennant's one was very much for the fans, because his last line being, I don't want to go, was very much for the fans. Yeah. And for like, it, like... So it felt more... That felt more more like a fourth war break. 
Even though I think yeah, it was a I very agree. good ending for David Tennant, in terms of just the act, just bare bones, straight down to the writing side of it, putting all emotion aside, like all of my emotions aside, in terms of the writing, I feel like this was the better ending, the better regeneration. Yeah. I agree. I think. I think. Yeah. I think. Like I said, I'm doing the rankings at the moment, and then and there's like seven to rank from, and I think I've put her in the middle, like full four, between fifth and fourth, I think. Mm. I can't remember which one I put it in, but it's not. But it's more because of the actual episode itself. I didn't find that strong, but when it comes to regeneration, I'm the same as you. I think regeneration. I think it was a, regeneration. Regeneration. Sorry. Regeneration. I might put that clip in. Um, <laughs> I ju- I just think it's a really beautiful final scene with you, like you. Yeah, I really agree. Yeah, but um, we got to talk about it. She goes on the cliff top, tag your it, regenerates. Who turns up? I I, I I love that he realizes who he is from the teeth. <laughs> I so I got um because of course I did. I've subscribed to Doctor Who magazine. People at work are gonna hear this. Gonna be like, oh my god, you subscribed. Um, and it says in there that was a line that David Tennant added himself. He basically he turned to Rusty Davis and was just like, look, I feel like having this before the what is actually quite is a lot more funnier because that was one of my first lines as ten. Um, that's also like so he turned because so the impl- implication that I mean I, I'm not saying you're wrong I'm not saying he's wrong I'm just saying the implication there is that he still realises he's that doctor again but how does he yeah. realise if it's not for the because obviously he can't see himself because he hasn't got a mirror <laughs> I don't know maybe he's just he's and just it, that good at recognising his own teeth I mean, but no but you're saying that like would you would but you're saying that line he put that that wasn't in there before. Are you saying that? As no, so like as they were as Rusty Davis was coming up with that little scene, um, apparently like, he sent him like a kind of like this is what the scene entails, and he was like, oh, what this line can we actually put it? Can it be this instead? And it was oh, okay, the, yeah, I know these teeth. Okay, yeah, yeah, um, I can see it was probably like a back and forth, and then he goes like, yeah, oh, how about we put this bit in it? Oh, yeah, no, that's a good idea actually. I didn't think of that. Yeah, like a nice throwback. Yeah, I, Look, I think it's great the, that being his first line, like back. I know these the interest, The interesting thing about all of this is, and it has been confirmed as well, so he's regenerated. He's not regenerated into the 10th Doctor. No. He has regenerated, she has regenerated, sorry, into David Tennant, who is the 14th Doctor. Yeah. That's confirmed. Yeah. It's a different incarnation. It just so happens to look the that same. this incarnation is, is identical to the 10th, and that's the mystery for the three specials. But there's also so, like... I've heard room like uh, speculation from people being like it could be something to do with the who's the villain of the next thing. Possibly, right? yeah. Like so it could just be something makes... been something's gone amiss. Yeah, so it makes what we originally thought, which was Shooty Gatwell was the because originally it was announced that Shooty Gat was the fourteenth Doctor, and everyone thought, okay, great. And then it was announced that David Tennant and Catherine Tate were coming back for the sixtieth anniversary. And it was assumed a little bit of, oh, maybe they're just doing some form of parallel specials because it's all very well known that Shooty Gatwa wasn't available for filming straight away because of other commitments. So mm-hmm. they had to do something. Um, but now it's confirmed. David Tennant's 14, <laughs> Shooty Gatwa as the 15th Doctor. Um, we get him on the top of the cliff. He does his famous what lines. And then yep. we get the, the, the 30 second teaser of him saying, I don't know who I am anymore, shots of Donna, shots of explosions, and then shot of 15, shoot your gat while saying, will someone, someone tell me what the hell, hell is going, going on, on here? here? Yeah. 
Um, how excited are you for this upcoming 60th anniversary? So David Tennant and Catherine Tate, three specials in November, and then Shooty Gatwa's got a Christmas special in December, obviously, and then Series 14 the year after. Um, are you excited? If so, how excited are you? Oh, I'm very excited. I think this is the most excited I've been for Doctor Who's return for a long time. Like, and I, it is obviously parts of it have to be because obviously David Tennant's back, and I'm like, oh yeah, I can't wait to see what they do with David Tennant back because I love David Tennant. Yeah. Um, and he's my favorite Doctor, and it's but it's like Russell T Davies is back as well, and it's like he's he can. I feel like he's probably most likely only evolved as a writer. Oh, of course, um, yeah. So I don't I don't know what to what to expect, and for the <clears throat> and yeah, for the first time, I'm not. Well, no, here's the thing. I'm always excited for the next era of Doctor Who. Yeah. Like, I'm always excited for the next Doctor, you know, that kind of thing. And it's always like, with Stephen Moffat, I was like, mm, I don't know. I'm excited to see what Peter Capaldi brings to the role. It was a matter of Stephen Moffat was still writing was the only disappointing factor at the time. Um, yeah. But, like, I'm always excited to see what comes next. Like, even with Jodie Whittaker, I was like, oh, I'm really excited. I'm really excited for Chris Chibnall because I know he's done good stuff. Like, yeah, and it obviously didn't translate as well into Doctor Who, but this time, yeah, it's like it feels different. Like, even the look felt like of that teaser as well felt really different. Yeah, but then we said um, that about think, Chris Chibnall as well. <laughs> I think the thing with Tati Davis is is okay. You can say the same about Moffat Chibnall, but you know, T Davis really loves this show, and I think it's been proven even more since because you know, since the episode's been aired, it's been announced that. Uh, Disney have now brought into the show, so they're going to air it internationally. Um, the budget's going to be tripled, but in this deal, is that the right? It's still a BBC uh, show. It's not now a Disney product, and also, well, te- all technically Doctor Who's is owned by the BBC, but it's produced by someone else. Like a, there, there is a company. Ba- uh, I swear, it's like Bad Wolf. Is it that? Yeah, then. They're now the new company jumping onto it. Yeah, they're doing all the VFX and all yeah, that stuff yeah, as well. Yeah, so production companies, BBC Studios and Bad Wolf. Yeah. Which is also a Rusty Davis partnered company. And then all of the creative choices for the show and all the choices in terms of its spin-offs, its um, off-the-air Doctor Who stuff, wherever that be, exhibitions, shows, all that stuff, comes down to Russell T. Davis. He's made sure that it's not in Disney's control or someone else's control. It's all him. Yeah. Which I think... I think will work because it's it's clear he just loves the show. I think probably the most out of all the showrunners, he probably loves it the most. I would have thought maybe I'm not sure. I don't know him personally. No, I wish I did. Um, But I'm like you. We all knew it was coming. I didn't know if it was going to be like she'd regenerate to shoot. He first something would happen, then he would morph into David Tennant. But as soon as he turned up, I punched the air. I was like a little. I was like a little kid again. There is a video of it on Instagram. I'll put it up again on the Review Love Instagram when this episode goes out um, for you all to see. But um, yeah, I, I've not felt excitement like it. Like I genuinely could have cried. I was so <laughs> I don't know. It's like yeah, yeah. It was. It was just it. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I, don't, I can't really explain it. It felt um, nice to find. So excited. It felt nice after like we, even though we knew he was coming back, and after all the speculation, and then. No, well, we knew he was back, but it's like it felt nice to finally have it, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like to finally be like, he's here now. And it's made me, it's made me really excited for 
the future of this, like we said, like we said at the start of this episode, like this is a show that we care for. I, I care for. And I know you do care for so much, and we've grown up with it. And it's especially for me. It's it's shaped who I am and really helped me with really bad times and changed things for me. And all this stuff is introduced me to friends like yourself and all that stuff. So it's it's exciting to have. Like it's nice to be it's it's nice to be really excited for what comes next. Oh yeah, of course. Do you know and what I mean? Re- oh yeah, I really hope this is like an evolution as well. Is like we're gonna, especially with the Disney stuff, is to see how Doctor Who grows and changes. Yeah, I want it to still feel new. I don't want it to be like, oh, it's just like series two. No, no, no. Yeah, series is back. That's great. It needs to still evolve. It needs to be fresh. It needs to be new. It needs to be its own thing again. What, was the, what has Russell T Davies done since leaving Doctor Who? Uh, he did a show called Years and Years. You know, his Wikipedia article is huge. Um, yeah, um, he's done really like successful programs since. Okay, yeah. Um, but yeah, have you got have you got any kind of final thoughts? Um, um, yes, my final power of the Doctor or the oh no, my, of... my final thought is about um, Chudi Gatwa. Um, yes, of course, he really excited. He, he, this is the only thing I have to say, and I have made sure you haven't seen this from because I tweeted it on one of my accounts, but yeah. you haven't seen me say this since. So I wanted to wait until I could say it on recording. Yeah, because Ch- I don't, I don't even care. I'm gonna hundred percent say this. Chudi Gatwa is going to be the hottest doctor. <laughs> like that shot of him with his shirt stunning. open. Like, oh my God. <laughs> Absolutely stunning. That did and things to was... me. Like, the energy he's brought to the role in that one scene, I'm like, okay, this is a different doctor. It already feels like it. Yeah. And he's so, like, when you when you watch him in interviews about that he's started to make, he's so grateful and he's so in love with the show. And he's he's very much like, I'm. I'm not just coming in as an actor. I'm, I understand that there's a there's a legacy with it, and there's fans behind it, and there's a big kind of surrounding. And you can tell that he's really putting in his um, research almost. Yeah. Um. But yeah, there you go. There's our faults. Um. Our hot opinions. Connor's very hot opinion, apparently. <laughs> but um. Hey, I'm comfortable look, enough to say that. Yeah, for sure, man. Go I for just, it. I when I saw that, I was just, I kept seeing the shot like online. I was like, you know what? <laughs> I don't even like. Yeah, hundred percent. He look. He's gonna be the hottest doctor. Oh, for sure. I mean, me personally, I second to David Tennant's new fourteenth look. The new fourteenth look, I think, is I don't, I don't is stellar. I don't like the blue jacket. Like, I love the blue. I, I love the blue. I don't know what it is. I just don't think it. Look, I think it looks weird. I think I don't think it matches like the blue jacket with the because it's not even I a think full it's suit, is it? Maybe. Well, maybe it's because it's not what came before. No, I know. I'm not. I'm fine. I'm fine with it being different. It's just, I don't. I don't think the colors go together. I don't know what it is. They just don't. Well, like... I hope it grows on you. And even then, like I don't even think. I think David Tennant's like overall look is the coolest look. Like his his long brown coat with any suit yeah. underneath it is obviously one of the coolest looks. I think Matt Smith's second outfit is the best Doctor look, though. <laughs> Oh, 100%. I love his second outfit. It's so good. I love the, the purple, jacket. The purple, the purple jacket. The coat, yeah, that's like, as much as I like the long coat, like that, I love, I love that Matt Smith coat. So. So. At the end of um, the Review Lab podcast episodes, oh, I God. 
to, and I've I've told you about this in advance as well. So you've had Have time. You? To, oh my god, no! You've, we've, is... we've agreed about we've agreed to it. You've had time to prepare. This is so I sudden. I do a little quiz. I do a little quiz, um, based on the top. So basically, for those who don't know or not listened before, please listen to the other episodes as well. But um, I do a little quiz at the end of each episode based around the general topic that we spoke about. So in this case, it will be Doctor Who. It doesn't have to be necessarily all contained to the power of the Doctor. But what I have said to Connor is we'll stick it to New Who, so 2005 onwards. I'm, I'm, um, I told you, I'm prepared. I'm prepared. And, uh, yeah, we'll basically <laughs> see who comes out first. So usually it's three to five questions. Yep. Um, I know Connor's is worth up to 12 points. 12 points. So I'll, I'll clarify. So, I've got five questions, but there's kind of multiple answers to some of these questions, and sometimes there's a second part to the question. Yeah, see, um, I've got... Which, and the points mean questions. nothing overall. Like, <laughs> oh no, yeah, no. But I've got seven questions, but only because that with the answers that you give, that will then total up to twelve. Oh, so we've I, matched with points wise. I personally feel like I'm going to suck at this, and I'm I'm really hoping I can stump Harry. <laughs> right. So as the guest, yeah, you can decide if you want to go first or you want to go second. Um. Do you know what? I'll go second. It's like in football. Sometimes the player they want to be attacked first. So yeah, I'll go second. <laughs> Okay, right, first question. I've really got to try and keep hold of the scores for this. Um, i got a pad or pen. So... That's right, I've got my notes open on my Mac. So Thank you so much. I'll put Harry and I'll put Connor and I'll... Total... I've got a paper pad right next to me as well. I didn't even have to type it. <laughs> you're now um, you're now the administrator for the podcast as well. Appreciate Yay! It. So, <laughs> what first I question. Wanted. Okay, first question. Series 2, mm-hmm. The Girl in the Fireplace. Mm-hmm. Madame de Pompadour was the mistress... Of what important person in what of what important historical figure? Um, the, the I don't know, King of France. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Did I, did I need to elaborate <laughs> any further? Like King Louis the Fifth? No, no, no. no that's how I'm fine with. I I've wrote down the King of France. Okay, cool. I got one point then. Yeah. Yeah. Well cool. Done. Cool. What's you? Um. Well, then I do a question now, or do you? Yes. Now your turn. Okay. 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 How many versions of the Master have appeared in New Who? Each master is no, sorry, no. How many versions of the master appeared in New Who? Worth one point, one point, one extra point if you can name all the actors, like all the actors. So, first oh. question: How many? Second, all the actors. So you've got Yana, yeah, uh, Tim, Missy, Sasha. Is it four? Oh, I feel like you're going to stump me with this. I'm going to say four. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to say Derek Jacoby, John Sim, um, Michelle Gomez, and Sasha Dewan. I'm really worried I've missed one out. Um, I will say, yes, you have missed one out. <gasps> no! So you don't get that point. <laughs> Either what of them. What did I miss? Uh, you missed the child version. Played by William Hughes. Fuck! Um, who actually oh. passed away. Oh, that's sad. Um, suicide, actually. He died in Greece. Oh, bless him. Um, well, false. But there's also, there was also a trick answer to this question if you did get it right. Yeah. And I wanted to also clarify this with you first. Are all three versions of the John Sim Master we see different? I clarify them as the one. Are you sure? But aren't they different versions of the Master, technically? Well, technically. Because <laughs> he's brought back from the dead, and I don't know how this, how he comes, I can't remember how he actually comes back in the Missy one. I think, no, I think, 
I think the end of time and the Missy one are the same. Okay. Because that... he doesn't necessarily die. Alright, okay. Um, but the first and the second one are different. Alright, okay. Um but yeah, that was also so you didn't you don't get points for that anyway. Oh, you because... proper stumped me with that. Yeah. So nothing for Harry yet. <laughs> Balls. Okay, next question. Cool. In the power of the doctor, mm-hmm. who does the master disguise himself as? Rasputin. Yeah, yeah, Ron, yeah Ron, you're Rasputin, right. lover of the Russian queen. There was that a cat that really had gone. <laughs> Go on, with your question. Next one. Um, so this is another two-parter, worth two points. Yep. What is the who is what is the name of the protagonist in the popular season two episode Love and Monsters, and the name of the actor that played him? <sighs> so the actor was Mark Warren. Okay, you got one point then. Um. Oh, because they formed the group called Linda, and um, <laughs> I knew you would have asked the question about this. I should have known. It's the I best episode. Known. <laughs> um. So either way, you've got one point. You just need you just need the character's name. <laughs> I... And I'd give you a point. I'd give you the point for his first name because I'm, this has stumped you. So <laughs> it's annoyed me that it stumped me so much. <laughs> um, I could give you okay. a hint, but I don't know if I want to. Give me a hint. All right. The first name of this character is also the first name of a very famous singer. Elton. Yeah. Boom. Just needed that little help. Yep. Like little, so that little give, bit to help me across the finish line. That puts you level on me, even though I've answered two questions. <laughs> You've got one nice. question. Fuck. Okay. It's not a competition. It's just questions. Question three. Nice competition. Question three. Okay. Where is the Doctor's grave located? Trenzalore? Yeah. <laughs> Good man. <laughs> okay. okay. <gasps> These are relatively easy from you. <laughs> Yeah, but I understand. I know, you don't. You don't expect me to have the deep knowledge, so I guess you've gone with something that's not too difficult. No, it wasn't even that. I just found it really hard to figure questions. <laughs> okay, so this question is another three pointer. Nice. Well, it's another. It's a three pointer. Um, yep. Name all people who played the Fisher King. Oh my god! I don't know. That's the series nine episode. Um, under I, the lake and before the flood. I only thought of this because I only knew one of them. I didn't realise another one of them was actually another famous actor. I say another famous actor. One of them wasn't even isn't even an actor really. Because one of them's from like a metal band, right? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I've, I have no idea. <laughs> Couldn't tell you the names. None, you don't know any of them. No, not the names. All right, okay. So the body of the Fisher King is yeah. Neil Fingleton, who is that's a wonderful name. Uh... <laughs> He, he's a basketball player, actually. Oh, nice. Um, the voice of the Fisher King, just the actual, the, so the speaking voice. Yeah. Is Peter Serafinowicz. Oh, my God. Yep. Uh, and the roar of the Fisher King is Corey Taylor, the lead singer of the band Slipknot. That's the one. I knew it was Slipknot. I didn't know what the name of the the, the actual musician singer, was. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, wow, I've stumped you days on all of these. <laughs> Really, you know well, not really all bad. Of them, actually, not all of them. Technically, you've got my... that one. Yeah. What's really sad is I know for a fact that my next question you're going to get. Okay. Um, Shoot. in Doctor Who Flux, mm-hmm. what is the name of the big dog that kidnaps John Bishop's character Dan? 
Carvanista. Yeah. I kept thinking if that was his name or if that was his species. That's his name, right? That's his name, yeah. Okay. Um, okay, this one is another one that will I think will stump you. Uh, it's another one worth three points. <laughs> okay. So, again, you get a point for each one set, each answer. Um, yep. This is only in New Who, even though I only think okay. I think there's only these in New Who anyway. Um, three, name all three Academy Award winners in Doctor Who who have appeared in Doctor Who. Remember, you get a point for each one, and one of them is quite obvious. Well, Peter Capaldi's one. Yep. Um. Oh, Academy Award winners. Mm-hmm. Is Neil Gaiman one? No. Um, one more guess. Uh, I want to say something like Bruno. I can't remember their surname. Um, I will say no. <laughs> oh, okay. Who are the other two? Who was I missing? Olivia Coleman. Oh, yeah, yeah. And yeah. Daniel Kaluuya. Okay. I'm really proud okay. of myself. I'm going to finish this podcast and just like scream into a pillow. Um, <laughs> I went with some what? some obscure things. I just thought of these things and were like, you know what? Even I wouldn't have known that. So I don't think Harry, I think I'm going to stump him. I'm, I'm going to stump him. You've done great. You really have. <laughs> um, okay. This is a free point question. Oh, wow. A point and answer. Mm-hmm. What is the ninth, tenth, and eleventh Doctor's catchphrases. So, um, well, ninth is it just fantastic? Correct. Um, tenth, he had a few, but Alon Z was the most popular. That's the main one. Yeah. And did you say eleventh? Yes, Geronimo. Yeah, correct. Yeah, so it puts me up to seven points. Um, well, I'm running away with this. There's no way you can <laughs> come back. But yeah, this you're. Is my... you're... You're gonna win, but um <laughs> This is my final uh, final question. <laughs> okay. Um This isn't this okay, this technically isn't new who. This was meant to be a bonus question initially, but it's the fifth question. Okay. Um Who played the master in the nineteen ninety six movie and who were they related to? Two points. Eric Roberts mm-hmm. is the actor's name. Yep. Who are they related to? Emma Roberts? <laughs> Technically, yeah. <laughs> Boom. But that's not the one I was going for. Crap. <laughs> Who are they related to then? Um, Julia Roberts. Oh, oh wow. But Julia Roberts is also related to Emma Roberts. Emma Roberts okay. is his daughter. Oh. But Julia Roberts is his sister. Well, I'll give I've you got you two... get two points for that because you did get it right. Thank you. But also, um, the other question I was going to... It was another... It was This is just... This isn't worth any points because it's not Doctor Who related. When that, I mean, that wasn't really anyway. Uh, that Julia Roberts one wasn't anyway. Um, who did Eric Roberts play in The Dark Knight? Oh, um... Oh, he's the one that goes, it was Ramirez. He says what? Um, he's the one in the car when the car flips with Harvey Dent. Yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah. He's not. He's not Falcone, is he? No, but he he worked with Falcone. He worked for Falcone. What was the character's name then? Uh, Salvatore Moroni. That's the one. He's also the one. He's the one that Batman drops from that height when he's like, "Fall from this height wouldn't kill me." And Batman says, "Counting on it." 
such a good scene. <laughs> it is. Well, I'm um, gonna I'm gonna read you my two last questions to see if you get them. Cool. So this one would have been worth three points. Oh wow! In series one, the Doctor meets Charles Dickens. Series two, he meets Madame de Pompadour. What historical figure does the Doctor meet in series three, series four, and series five? There's only one in each series. Yep. Uh, well, Shakespeare in series three. Yep. Series four. Um, historical figure. So actually someone who's famous in history. Yep. Series four is Catherine Tate one. Time travel. Oh, Agatha Christie. Correct. I was trying to think. Five. There was no one famous in Pompeii. <laughs> series five. Historical figure in series four. Five. This one I you should might... be able to get this one. No. Oh, it's Churchill. Oh, that wasn't my answer, but yeah, that you oh. could have that. Yeah, okay. My answer was um, Van Gogh. Oh yeah, that is okay. That's the that's always the go to I think of. But you are right with Churchill. If I'd get Stop more time to think about it, I would have got there. But I thought I remembered because Churchill's because Churchill comes back. That's why I thought of Churchill. Yeah, and a nice one to finish off. Mm-hmm. This was worth two points. What was the Doctor's first word? The 13th Doctor's first word, sorry. Um, and what was her last three words? Uh, well, last three words, tag your it. Correct. What was her first word? Her first uh, and only word, actually, in that scene. See, I don't... Is this... Is this what, in her, like, regeneration... After she regenerated into... Yeah, it's in the same episode. With it's in twice upon a time. Um, is it something like weird? <laughs> no, it's it's actually um brilliant. Brilliant. Okay, I wouldn't have got that. No, but like so. That's fair. I got eleven out of twelve. Fuck. And you got five. We don't out need of to know. We don't need to know that. We don't need to know that. Well, look. <laughs> Thank you, Connor. That um, was fun. I like quizzes, no, but especially serious, when I win. Serious, yeah, seriously, thank you so much for being on this episode. It's been an absolute joy and a pleasure. And a lot longer than we initially expected. It was. It has been a lot longer, but it's been it's been good. It's been nice. I've really enjoyed it. Happy to say that you are coming back for next month's um, final episode of the series, yeah. which I'm buzzing about. We will be talking specifically about Star Wars and or. Yeah. Um, and Star Wars could probably end up talking about Star Wars in general, to be fair. Yeah, we'll get some more um, Star Wars out of that. But oh, I'm looking forward to talking to you about Andor when it's finished. Yeah, man. So that's that's going to be, at the moment, that's going to be coming out towards us kind of at the start of December. And then, um, like I said, at the start of the podcast, I am going to do a series two. It's going to be pre-recorded, six to eight episodes. Um, Connor will be back. Max will be back. Um, old faces, new faces. Um, I said at the start of the episode I weren't going to give away who's coming back, but I'm already here. So it's fine. Yeah, it's fair to say the people in series one are in series two. Yeah. Plus, I'm um, gonna I'm gonna come back. Obviously, we I'm, we already record a podcast together, so you know. <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, keep your eye on the socials. You have more details for that there. Um, Connor, where can people find you? Um, and listen to you and all that all that jazz. Plug yourself. Well, first off, yeah, listen to me on the Two Smoking Microphones podcast. We're currently releasing weekly on Tuesdays at 7pm. <gasps> the Two Smoking Microphones podcast, you say? Yeah, um, where I have a co-host who's, who's not that good. He's a bit slow, but... <laughs> I can confirm he is slow. Um, 
but seriously check out that podcast because we have a lot of fun over there talking about things our soundtrack episodes are probably our best so far um, yeah they're probably i think they're my personal favorites i've enjoyed editing them and listening to them yeah <laughs> specifically to my edits <laughs> um yeah, true but uh, you can then just, if you want, follow me on Twitter at CornerJordan underscore 96 and you'll find my links to everything there because I have a link tree. Um, that's just the easiest place to find me. Um, sure. and that, that'll take you to everything to Smoking Microphones related as well. Uh, my, to my Twitch, which I haven't touched in a while. Um, and my blog, which again, I haven't, I've been touching sporadically. So I'm the same. Yeah. Um, but that's what well, yeah, we said. That's it. That's where you can like- find me. Like you said, follow him there. He does like monthly film reviews, album reviews. Um, he's got a Twitch that he'll he'll start he'll use sometimes and all this stuff. Follow him on all those. It's really good fun. Um, you can find us at the Review Lab everywhere. And um, that is Facebook, Instagram, that is Twitter. We have an email address, the review, uh, review lab blog at gmail.com. You can obviously go to the blog, reviewlab.org. Um, however, if you've noticed on the social media, I did kind of come out and say that we're not going to post anything till next year. I want to really kind of focus on the end of the year and Christmas. and uh, But next year, new posts. It'll be a lot of good fun, a lot of exciting things planned for next year. Um, keep your eye on the YouTube channel as well. I'm hoping to do something with that. I'm currently planning something at the moment. So that should be a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, you can find me at Harry Young Edits on Twitter as well. I always get really nervous with the outros. I'll probably add another outro in. We don't know. <laughs> we'll see. Um you do you do you do you do the outros and ours as well, so you should be you should be right. I should be an expert, yeah. But do, but do you, um, do you have a sign off on this one? Like we have a sign off on ours. <laughs> not always. I um oh, I have a little one. You hear it in a minute. You hear it in a minute. But um, yeah, I want to say as always, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for all the feedback, especially for the last episode. Not only did I appreciate it, but Max really appreciated it as well. Um, and it was really nice to see the kind of outpour of love towards him. I know it meant a lot to him, and it meant a lot to me. So is, thank you for that. Is this your longest episode as well? Yes, hundred <laughs> percent. So, but I love it. This is a little bit. I love of it. A, a little bit of a tease for what you'd get on our podcast regularly. Like we've been cutting down episodes recently, but sometimes we'll have a long one. Um, yeah. If you, um, I mean, I don't want to speak for Harry's podcast, but if you did stay throughout this entire thing and listen to us yabber on, thanks. <laughs> Yeah, thank you so much. It does genuinely mean the world. Listen to the Two Smoking Microphones podcast if you get a chance. It's like this. It's two friends having a really good laugh. Um, again, Connor will be back next month. Connor, thank you so much for being on it. It really means the world. Hey, no worries. I appreciate you a lot. I like talking, um, so. <laughs> <laughs> but until next episode, remember, December will be the next episode. Keep your eye on the socials. Until then, stay safe, look after each other, and we'll see you soon. Lots of love.